gonna be just like senior year, except for funner. Hey guys, I'm Kendra. Hi, I'm Rosethis, and this week we're talking about the original Sandler Barrymore rom-com, The Wedding Singer. But first, listeners, welcome back to Musical Month. Make sure to get your musical fix from Meet Cute's April series called Extracurricular. But of course, as always, Rosethis, we have to kick it off with our celebrity crush of the week. Who are you crushing on this week? Oh, Kendra. Jake Johnson. (laughs) We know him best from New Girl. I am a diehard New Girl stan since the pilot release i've been there through it all i've rewatched it countless times he plays Mm -hmm. nick miller now he's in a new hbo show called minx it's described as a raunch com because it's so it's raunchy he plays like a a magazine a magazine publisher for a magazine that's a little more exposed (laughs) and and it's really good so far i watched the first two episodes i'm loving it it's on hbo max for anyone who wants to watch it's it's really great. He looks beautiful in it. Very Shout different than Nick Johnson. Miller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is very cute. He is very cute. So mine is the same as last week. Actually, I think it's gotten so much worse this past week since I told you. So <laughs> Henning Mai, who is the lead singer of the German band Anna Mai Kantereit, Yeah. I have just fallen so much more in love with him over the past week. So I've been listening to all of their albums and just like looking up their lyrics in the, in the English translation. And I feel like I've actually picked up some German from them to the point that I was like, I've always wanted to learn a new language. My friend suggested her uh, tutor to me. So I'm actually going to start taking German classes starting next week. And I signed up for, yeah, I signed up for 10 one hour classes. And so I'm going to be doing that over the next like four or five weeks. And hopefully I can become conversational by the time I go to Germany in August because I'll be there for two weeks. And also, hopefully, I run into Henning. But, you know. <laughs> okay, I keep hearing that song on TikTok since you showed it to me. It's ever. Yep, yep. it yeah. blew up. It's so funny because that song is like three years old. But I think it's like That's they're crazy. finally getting the U.S. recognition. Because like I said, all of their songs are in German. So they did a cover in English. So now all of these people in North America are like, oh, my gosh, who are you? I've never mm-hmm. heard of you. And I'm one of those people. So <laughs> I love it. All right, guys, we're going to jump straight into the TLDR. We just like to summarize the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. Please know, warning, there are spoilers coming up. If you have not seen this movie, which what are you doing? This movie is so old. <laughs> you can stream it on HBO Max. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. So. It is very evident that Robbie Hart, played by Adam Sandler, is just incredibly good at his job, which you can probably guess by the movie title. He's a wedding singer. (laughs) So he just knows how to woo a crowd, even step in and rescue a disastrous best man speech. At the reception hall that he works at, he meets the beautiful Julia, played by Drew Barrymore, who has just started working as a server there. Now, Robbie is set to get married to his longtime girlfriend, Linda, and Julia is just about when her and her long-term fiancé can just set a date for their wedding because it's been a while. When Robbie is left at the altar and Julia finally gets to go ahead to plan her wedding, the two actually become incredibly close. Robbie knows all the ins and outs of the wedding industry and he helps Julia just navigate it, you know, helping her find a florist and all those things. As always, feelings start to get involved when the two share an unexpected romantic kiss. Tensions rise, though, when Robbie learns that Julia's fiancé has been cheating on her. He decides that he's just going to do everything he can to impress Julia and get her to take him seriously, even by getting a respectable job. But of course, that just all goes awry when communication wires get crossed. Julia and Robbie just have a big blowout. It's really sad, honestly. Julia decides to just skip having a wedding entirely and just get married in Vegas. And then when Robbie learns that Julia's had feelings for him the whole time, too, he catches a first flight to Vegas to stop her, not knowing that they're on the same plane. 
with the help of some really great flight attendants and even Billy Idol, <laughs> Rami <laughs> declares his love for Julia 38,000 feet in the air, and the two get married and live happily ever after. Aww. <laughs> so this is a 1998 film written by Tim Herlihy. I hope I said that right. And he has pretty much written and produced every single Am Sandler film. Yeah. Like, with the good ones being The Longest Yard, Little Dicky, and Mr. Deeds. And then this movie was directed by Frank Hirachi, who you also know from many Adam Sandler films like mm-hmm. Waterboy, Click, and Blended. So it's it's just a whole it's a whole team here. And it's so funny too because you see in the movie the people that Adam Sandler collaborates with a lot, like Steve Buscemi mm-hmm. is in there. <laughs> yes. He never lets his squad go without a check. He's always yep. like, if I'm making money, we're all making money. We're all making money. We all get paid. <laughs> I love that about him. Um, And also the director, Frank Karachi, and the writer were both college friends at NYU of Sandler. And him and Harley also also lived together. They were roommates at NYU. And he wrote a lot of his SNL sketches. So they've been buddies since the beginning. Oh, really? Okay. So it goes all the way back to college. Mm -hmm. Do you have anyone from college that you're like, you know what? We could collaborate and make like a whole business out of what we do together. Do you have anyone like that? Oh, yeah. My uh, one of my best friends, Ro, we've always been people have told us multiple times. They're like, there should be a TV show about you guys. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in our heads, we're like, let's just like we make up stories all the time. So we collab on like a lot of just like stuff. We just Mm -hmm. we have trouble writing it down. That's our problem. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's hard to like get everything down. Um, something <laughs> something interesting I learned about this movie. So, you know, Rosie, the old woman who Robbie is giving singing lessons to. Yeah. So Betty White was actually considered for that role, which I thought was really, she would have been oh great. My <laughs> oh, yeah. Hilarious. She would have needed way more lines if it was Betty White. <laughs> yeah. Way bigger character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. What else you got I for me? Lo- I love the friendship in this movie. I mean, Drew Barrymore credits Adam Sandler for her success in the late 90s, early 2000s. Has even dedicated a chapter in her book to him i just love that and it all started with this role like he she met with him being like i think we'd be great in a movie together mm-hmm. and it just so happens that his writers were writing this so once they got drew barrymore on board they started tweaking a little bit more so we could get her perspective as well so it wasn't just sandler's pov it was both leads perspectives mm-hmm. and i love that because you really get a balance you get to learn both leads which yeah. is really special Exactly. Like we always talk about rom-coms where like they get together and they don't know each other. But I feel mm-hmm. like they, they spent some time together in this one. They do know each other. And you could tell that Adam Sandler knows himself a lot in this role. He says that he was inspired for, with Robbie's character like through his own heartbreak that he had recently had. Mm-hmm. So he took a lot of that sadness into this, which I mean, so many artists do. And I yeah. I yeah. appreciate them all for it because it just makes them all better. And this role is really what led him to more dramatic roles too, because this is what like Paul Thomas Anderson said of kind of led him into Punch Drunk Love, which led him into Spanglish and Uncut Gems. Oof, and uncut gems. yeah. Oh my God, I love love love. <laughs> I was him for Halloween. Stop. <laughs> One year, yeah, I was him. I love it. Yeah. So if it weren't for like this emotional sweet role, we wouldn't have some of like his best performances. Honestly, though, like those are some of Adam Sandler's best performances. I mean, mm-hmm. I love. Old, okay, so my favorite movie, and I'm biased by Adam Sandler, is Big Daddy because oh, catch us same. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because he is wearing a Syracuse shirt through the entire movie. And I oh, think water. <laughs> I thought about you because then I was watching clips, which was like Adam Sandler stuff, to prep for our conversation today, mm-hmm. and I noticed that now that I know you, you're like a Syracuse alum. I was like, yeah. oh my god. 
<laughs> every single scene for all of our listeners who haven't seen Big Daddy, every single scene, Ab Sandler is wearing a Syracuse shirt. He reps us hard. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Do you have anything else for me? <laughs> no, let's get into time capsule. All right, guys, we're going to jump into time capsule. We just recap where we were, what we were doing when this movie came out. So, again, this movie came out in 1998. I was six. I don't know about you, Mercedes, but I was six uh, <laughs> when this movie came out. So I think that was like first screen. And let me tell you, I just have my entire memory from my childhood is very, very vague. I it's a whole thing. So I think the one thing I remember from first grade is I walk into class. I don't remember if this is the first day of school or just like some random day. But this girl, Shana, looks at me and was like, why are your lips so big? And is, oh if anyone's ever seen me, like, I have very big lips. But the thing is, they've always been this size. They were never small when I grew. They were always this size. And so I remember that was kind of the starting point of me being very insecure about how big my lips were and everything because I got teased for them a lot. But no. now I think they're my best asset. And also, like, you have people like the Kardashians paying to have lips like mine. So. Yeah. Half <laughs> the world is paying to have lips like Pandra. And, oh, my gosh. It's crazy how those tiny little comments stick with you for so long. Forever. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> what were you doing? How old were you? Oh, my God. I was two. So <laughs> I um, <laughs> I was a baby. I have no memory of this, but I am from a big Adam Sandler family. I call my dad Catholic Adam Sandler because if you look at young Adam Sandler, you look at young pictures of my dad, they look very similar. Really? And I grew up watching just a ton of Adam Sandler movies with him because my dad's such like a bro, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and Big Daddy. Like, I urge everyone, if you haven't seen Big Daddy, watch it and be like, OK, so that's what Mercedes's times with her dad were like. Yeah. That's like <laughs> that, that's that's who raised Mercedes, OK? A little more high strung than his mm-hmm. character, but all the activities very similar. <laughs> OK, OK. Yeah. So I'm from a big Adam Sandler family. Like I said, I dressed up as Uncut, uh, Uncut Gems Adam for Halloween Mm -hmm. and it was like Halloween 2020 so I just stayed in my apartment the whole time (laughs) going anywhere (laughs) and like my brothers they're big Adam Sandler people their favorite movies like Punch Drunk Love so we all love it and yeah so I don't have memories of like when I first saw it but I have a lot of Adam Sandler memories and this is one of my closest friends favorite movies Alyssa so I have to shout her out because every time I watch it I think of her I feel like her name should just be Julia Gulia. She loves it so much. (laughs) That's so funny. You know, this was actually my very first time sitting down and watching this film all the way through, if you can believe it. So I have seen this movie in completion, but never from start to finish. Mm -hmm. I have seen scenes and I have been able to piece all those scenes together because I watch Comedy Central a lot because like my favorite show is South Park and Comedy Central just plays South Park on repeat, but sometimes they'll play... Yeah, they'll play comedy movies and they do a lot of Adam Sandler. Like, they had a whole Adam Sandler month. And so this movie was on a lot. So I've seen enough clips to piece it together and understand what the movie's about. But this was my first time just, like, sitting down watching it from start to finish. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's such, like, a TV movie, like, on a Saturday afternoon when you're like, let me look what's on cable. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you select this one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember who... You like had, I mean, you were two, so you didn't have a crush on anyone, but yeah. you remember the first time that you saw this? I, okay, so I don't remember the first time, but I've had a lot of memorable times watching it. Mm. And I will say, like, obviously I was two, so I don't remember who I had a crush on when I first watched it or anything, <laughs> but I will say it's a great movie to watch with your crush. Oh, Yeah. I, especially if you're crushing on a guy out there and because I think guys just really gravitate toward it because they're like oh it's an Adam Sandler movie whatever and then it ends up being so sweet 
So they, are you they, speaking they from like, experience, Mercedes? You know, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. Oh, okay. We'll leave that a mystery, listeners. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to jump into the Rob Cup Hall of Fame. But yeah. of course, Mercedes, we got a Rosa's fill because it was 1998. There were some things that did not age well. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what you think. Okay, so I think my main things are, um, you know, when Robbie's heartbroken and it's his first wedding back and he does kind of that insult marathon around the room of being like, we're all unhappy and we're all ugly. And I don't like that. Like, it made me really sad. And I think, like, the digs of the guests are just not my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, And also any of the, like, jokes about the bandmate George and George's gender representation just Mm -hmm don't fly with me and make me uncomfortable i mean this was a trans woman who has passed in the last few years recently and boy boy george has actually like praised this performance of george because it's such a good tribute but i don't know i don't like any gender identity or any identity jokes that are framed in a type of othering and there's no like blatant cruelty but the fact that this character is just supposed to be perceived as just like a comical character because they're different from everyone else just isn't my favorite i understand see i thought i thought they were taking as like because they couldn't sing and they would sing one song and just repeat that song over and over and (laughs) because robbie has that line where he's like we got it we gotta get him a new song like (laughs) (laughs) but i completely understand where you're coming from i think for me um this is so crazy so you know at the bar mitzvah how everyone's just grabbing each other's butts yeah okay and then before that there's a scene where like where like julia's walking past and she's holding a train an old guy just like grabs her butt Mm -hmm. and gives her a thumbs up and i'm just like it's so crazy to think that in middle school that's literally how we used to say hi to our friends like we would just go up and slap them on the butt and that was totally normal we went to very different middle schools okay 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 (laughs) (laughs) where i went to school that's literally how people just you just did that to your friends. You just mm-hmm. went up and you slapped their butts. And it's just so weird because it's like, hello, consent. And yeah. the thing that we used to do that, it makes me so uncomfortable now. Because I remember I had a friend do it recently and it just sent a shiver through my whole body. I was like, why did you just touch me there? Like, that is not okay. That, that's actually so true, though. Like, the amount of just, like, non-consensual touch that happens when you're growing up. And you, I don't know, I think now there's a lot more language around it being like, please don't, like touch me at all like get it get out of my circle yeah but i think especially when we were younger that definitely wasn't there for us like the language wasn't there for us to really verbalize like why it was making us uncomfortable exactly exactly i thought something else that's just kind of on the lighter side that didn't age well is like glenn comes in and he's like i got you a cd player it costs me like 700 bucks like a cd player that costs oh 700 dollars yeah. like okay my car still has a cd player but my car is also the same the age of the same year that this movie came out. It's a 98 Honda Accord. And I just think, I don't even know if they make cars with CD players anymore. Like, (laughs) I have a 2009 and it has a CD player. Okay, okay. So that they do. But it's just really... Who knows anymore? We're definitely not. (laughs) We're not in newer cars, you and I. That is $700 CD player. I've never heard of such a thing. (laughs) I don't know. And it was huge. (laughs) What is your your favorite quote from this movie? Oh my goodness. So my favorite quotes have to do with Julia Gulia. So (laughs) Robbie saying... Julia's last name is going to be Gulia. Julia Gulia. That's funny. I love it so much. And then I love later when <laughs> when Julia's looking in the mirror on her wedding dress, she's like, it's nice to meet you, Mrs. Julia. 
and just burst into tears. <laughs> but that's really sweet when she's like, I miss Robbie Hart. Do you do that with, I mean, I know we have different views on marriage. I'm curious, when you have a crush on someone, do you ever do that? Just like put your, put their last name on your name or anything like that? Um, I used to when I was younger, but I like my name so much. It's so long and original that I always joke that I would just add a hyphen if I got married. Yeah. <laughs> like add another. <laughs> See, we are the opposite there. I I think the reason I don't like my last name, I think my my name goes like Kendra O'Karake. It goes really well together. Yeah. But I always cringe when someone attempts to say my last name. It just okay. I've always had bad experiences because I think I've had one person in my life get it right and it was someone from Ireland, surprisingly. Um <laughs> I mean, yeah, they have right some of the hardest right. names to pronounce. So yeah, they, they do. Get so I think they're used to it. But like, I think I would just love to have, I would just like to go through the rest of my life with an easy last name because it's been rough out here. <laughs> Oof, I, I get you. I mean, I am from the land of no one pronounces my name correctly on the first, on the yeah. first read. So yeah, whenever it, does, whenever it happens, I'm shocked. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You did that with Demoda. She like killed it. <laughs> yeah, she said it amazingly. Oh my yeah. goodness. Uh, okay, so my favorite quote is actually when Robbie is sitting at the bar with his friend. His friend says, What I'm saying is all I really want is someone to hold me and tell me that everything is going to be all right. I really like that quote because, as you know, I have a Facebook group uh, for people who identify as late bloomers. And we've been talking about skin hunger in the group because it's something that I feel like a lot of us are experiencing. And for anyone who doesn't know what skin hunger is, it's basically this this longing for physical touch from another human. So we as humans are designed to be touched by other humans and feel like skin-to-skin -skin contact. That's why like when a baby is born, it's so important for them to feel like skin-to-skin -skin contact. But skin hunger is something that actually a lot of prisoners experience when they're in like solitary confinement. And there's like... Wow. Yeah, but it's also like something that chronically single people like me <laughs> experience. Yeah, like, especially within a pandemic. Like that yeah. is elevated even more. Yeah, especially like at the beginning of the pandemic when like I couldn't even see like my brother or sister-in-law or any of my friends. I went like six months without touching another person. And that was just really hard. Like no hug, no handshake, no nothing. So if you guys can today, listeners, give, give someone a hug because you don't know how badly they need it. But I'm just like, I really want someone to just hold me. <laughs> in hunger is such a good phrase because I've heard touch starved, but that feels so intense. Like that yeah. phrase just almost feels a little violent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, skin hunger, it's a thing. All right, Mercedes, if this movie popped up on your Tinder feed, would you swipe left or would you swipe right? I'm swiping right all the way. This movie is gentle and it celebrates empathy and compassion in both the leads. And I love that. This and Ever After are my favorite Drew Barrymore movies. Aww. So it's up there for me. And this is one of my favorite Sandler performances. So, of course. And uh, yeah, it's just such a pleasant surprise mm -hmm. to watch this, especially if you watch with like an anti Adam Sandler person. Show this to <laughs> show this to them and they'll get a different side because it's such a character based story. So you're mm -hmm. learning. And I I mean, I'm learning more and more as we do this podcast that those are the stories I like more across genres and mediums, really, because it just feels so personal and the closeness and you get like a different type of closeness with the characters. And this movie really just like celebrates finding the extraordinary within someone's ordinary. Like these are very just normal people, day-to-day -day people, but yeah. they're finding such a big love from one another. And that's so special to see. It is very special. Exactly. Like I love that Robbie, like they've made that character, someone who's not afraid to be like, you know what? No, I want to be in love. I want to have a house. I want to have that whole fairy tale thing. Cause that's usually coming from the female character. So it's nice exactly. to have a male character talk about that. 
So with that being said, I would swipe right as well. I just feel like this is a start to Drew and Adam's like like love chemistry. Like they just have such a strong chemistry. And also one of my favorite rom-coms is Fifty First Dates. And I feel like this movie was what kicked off Fifty First Dates. And it's I just definitely. I, I could watch that movie forever. It is so funny to me and it's so it's great. So <laughs> it's so great. Exactly. All right, guys, we're going to jump straight into couples therapy. Mercedes and I just love to give some dating advice to the couples on how they can improve their relationship. So I feel like I really love how Robbie has just always looked at Julia. I feel mm-hmm. like he looks at her with such admiration and respect. And I just hope going into their marriage, they can uphold those values. I read somewhere to uh, just never judge a guy based on the first date because they're trying really, really hard on that first date. Like, I think like third or fourth date, if you make it that far, is like a good place to kind of actually understand a guy's intentions and demeanors and all that Mm. things. And honestly, I wish I had read that before I dated my ex because he gave up trying to impress me real quick. Like literally after the first date, it was like, okay, I'm not putting in any effort ever again. And I was, and I remember talking to him about it and he was just like, no, I'm okay. I wish I had it. <laughs> First dates are nerve wracking. They are. But they're also yeah. super fun because uh, getting to know somebody new is so exciting and asking them a bunch of questions. You say fun. I say nauseating. Like I get so I remember my very first date that I went on was like a little bit after I moved out here back in 2014. I had to take a shot before it was in the middle of the day. It was like a, it was like a, a noon lunch. And I had to take a shot because I was so nervous. I hadn't been on a date in I had been on a date since my sophomore year of college. So I was just so nervous. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely been the same taking a shot before. Like sometimes you just need it. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? <laughs> so what? OK, I just feel like, too, I hope that they learn how to communicate better because a lot of this movie was just like things that were left unsaid and wires crossed and thinking something was happening when it wasn't. And so I just hope, and and a lot of that was circumstantial, but I do really hope that they improve on their communication and being very direct and saying exactly how they feel and what they mean. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree with you. I think my advice for them is really just continuing that path of mutual support and care. These are two really caring people. And what I love so much about Robbie and Julia is right when we meet them, they're already laughing together. Like their yeah. first chat by the dumpster, they're laughing. And it's not comedy for the audience. It's comedy for each other. Mm-hmm. Like we get our laughs through like how goofy the 80s scene is, you know, and like through the typical Sandler like shouting out of nowhere, you know, but their conversation, it's they're making each other laugh, which I think we it really emphasizes that there's a lot of joy within their chemistry. And it also shows their ability to listen to each other. Yeah, because to really laugh at what someone's saying, you're listening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like they're both rooted in kindness. And I think that just elevates as their bond grows and something i love about them is that julia also doesn't need to teach robbie anything like he's not like the boy man who we that we see in a lot of movies that's like heartbroken but also just like needs to learn how to like be an adult like he is an adult and he knows what he wants but he she's helping him like get back to who he was before his heartbreak and that's so refreshing to see so i think yeah. my advice is just like continuing to like grow old together like the song he wrote for her and just yeah maintain all their like really 
earnest and endearing qualities. Their relationship is rooted in friendship. And I just hope that builds and builds. Absolutely. And I think there's something really interesting that you said about how Julie didn't have to teach Robbie anything. And I think it's because they give each other what they need in terms of love language. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Robbie gives words of affirmation, which makes sense because he's a singer. Yeah. I mean, he's really good at writing his feelings down as you could tell from that ending song of like, I want to grow old with you. Like that is one of the sweetest yeah. songs ever. And I feel like he needs acts of service. And I think what hurt him about Linda, his ex, was obviously her not showing up. But also just yeah. like that's what he needs. He needs someone who will just show up and be honest about their feelings for him. Because he has never been dishonest or hid the fact that he wants that kind of fairy tale love, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that's his. And then with Julia, I feel like she gives quality time, which is part of what Robbie needs as well. And they got close by just going to different venues together and, and just talking all the time. But she needs words of affirmation because I say this a lot with the rom-coms that we've done in the past where it is. But I just feel like we watch a lot of rom-coms where the main female character just needs someone to stick to their word and do what they're going, do what they say they're going to do. And I feel like that's the same with Julia, right? Like she gets engaged to Glenn. And she's like, okay, so are we getting married? Can we set a date? Can we do, like, she's asking all these questions. It's like, I need you just, like, I need you to stick to your word. I need you to make a decision and stick to your word and do what you say you're going to do. <laughs> and Robbie is definitely that person for her. So I do definitely. think he's very reliable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I kind of had it switched, like, backwards for both of those. So okay. I'm, it's interesting. I love our viewpoints. I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I said Ravi needs words of affirmation and quality time because I think he needs a lot of reassurance after this heartbreak. And yeah. he, both Ravi and Julia had this goal of, like, being married and in love. And I think they were really forcing this whoever they were with at the time like forcing that love to carry through through that person even if that wasn't really the person that they were best suited for i think he gives acts of service because i don't know we see him through the whole thing he's performing at these weddings he's giving free lessons for meatballs like that is so adorable That's he's helping sweet. plan julia's wedding mm -hmm. and something you mentioned before is just like how he loves these typical wedding hobbies like all his hobbies are really like geared toward love and romance and weddings and that's yeah. really the antithesis of like glenn's toxic masculinity which i really love and it's so refreshing to see in a in a leading man especially i think mm -hmm. in the 90s too i think we're probably seeing it a little more now in the more contemporary rom-coms mm -hmm. but a couple decades ago i feel like that was still pretty rare to see a really like soft guy yeah exactly i mean you always get like those super macho i mean that's why you had kind of the same guys playing leads like matthew mcconaughey yeah, I know. <laughs> and also good to know we've talked about this before the nice guy thing robbie never describes himself as the nice guy he exactly. just is kind and is genuine <laughs> he doesn't need to hide behind this nice facade because yeah. it means nothing his actions say it all and exactly. i think julia gives words of affirmation and needs quality time mm -hmm. we see her open up and get more comfortable with robbie through their time together and really through quality time, she realizes the qualities she loves about him that are actually priorities to her that she realizes that she needs in a, in a relationship. Wonderful. And she has this ability to make even like the saddest version of Robbie smile. And I think that's just so special. That's important. Like she <laughs> cares about him even at his lowest. Mm -hmm. You know? Exactly. That's really hard for some people to do, right? Mm -hmm. it's, I think it can be hard for people to hold space for others when they don't know what it is that they but even just like showing up and being there, 
even when you don't know what that person needs, that is like most of the battle. And that is so appreciated. And I hope anyone who ever shows up for people not knowing exactly what they need, but they're like, hey, I'm here if you need anything. You are you are a real one. <laughs> so with that being said, Mercedes, do you think this couple lasts in five years? Yes. They're so wholesome and so precious. Mm-hmm. And they're supportive and enjoy each other's company and make each other laugh, which are like the basis, I think, the foundation of a really strong relationship. And I appreciate that neither of them are cynics either, which I think you probably appreciate too. Like we're not saying cynical (laughs) love here and we're not saying anybody really fight this love. Mm. So I think they, since they both love love and this is a story about two people who really just like want a long-term relationship and they finally found the qualities that they need Mm. and rightfully deserve. Yeah, I think they're totally together. Ditto. You took the words right out of my mouth, as always, Mercedes. <laughs> I think these two are made for one another, so I definitely see them lasting until they grow old. It'll be very sweet. All right, guys, it's time for Heartthrob. I am curious, Mercedes, of everyone, all the eligible bachelors, all the guys in this film, who would you take home to meet to your to introduce to your friends, your family, your loved ones, all of that? Okay, so I said that I would love to take Robbie home, but I would yeah. take Robbie and Julia to just hang out with them and like hear about how growing old together is going. Like Aww. I would just be like, okay, so tell me about it now. Yeah, <laughs> that's so sweet. That's so sweet. I I agree. But I also, you know, I like to switch it up on you, Mercedes. Yes. Uh, so I said Billy Idol. Uh, Iconic. Iconic. <laughs> he's in the last scene uh, of the movie, and he's just randomly in first class with Robbie. I just feel like he was so cute back then. And that accent, I just, it's so funny. I actually think a lot of my friends would be very, very shocked if I ended up with an American. Like, very shocked. I think I would be shocked, too. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's something that be... I, I just... I heard that a lot over just this past week, especially. But I've heard mm-hmm. it throughout the... Over the few years I've been, like, solo traveling. People are like, Kendra, I don't think you're going to end up with an American. Like, I'm going to be very shocked. And it just, it just came up last night, too, that they're like, yeah, you're going to end up with someone who's, like, European or whatever. So, I mean, I'm really? not, not mad about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be awesome. I think it's so great when you see, like, a blending of different cultures like that, too. Like, mm-hmm. someone, like, an American and then someone from a whole different country. Like, you're really learning so much about them. And that's so nice to see because there's so many different mindsets and opinions that come into it. So Exactly, exactly. I may have asked you this before, Mercedes, but like, where do you see yourself ending up in the world? Like location? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I want to live a thousand in a thousand places and a hundred and do a hundred <laughs> things. I That's one thing I'm always like, I should run away. Like, and no matter where I am. And also, I'm a fully grown adult. I can just go somewhere. But and no matter where I am in the world, I'm always like, maybe I should just run away today. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how I am. So, I mean, I, I always have trouble with that question because I'm just like, I don't know. I want to be everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I feel like I feel like this year I'm hitting the countries that I feel like I could potentially see myself living in. So like I went to Ireland back in January, early February, and then I'm heading to Denmark again in a few weeks. And then I'm going to do. Yeah, it's great. I'm going to do the Netherlands and Belgium for my birthday because I have a lot of friends in the Netherlands. And I'm like, I feel oh like my gosh. I love the Netherlands. <laughs> I know. I'm excited to go. I'm supposed to go for my 20th birthday. And I'm doing Germany in August. And so I feel like all of these places, I'm like, I could see myself living in these places. So fingers crossed. Everyone say a prayer for me, listeners, that 
I meet someone on one of these trips. <laughs> I think you like have to end up in Ireland. Like, I don't think you have another, <laughs> another option. Just like for the amount of love you have for it. I'm like, yeah, of course, that's your place. I do have a lot of love for it. And people on t- like us, uh, so Irish people that follow me on TikTok have been like, you are an honorary Irish girl. And I was like, Aww. thank you so much. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to play Mary Smooch Ghost. This time we have Robbie Glenn. And Sammy? Sammy is the limo driver best friend. The one who says he just wants to be held. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Who would you, who would you marry? Who would you switch and who would you ghost? Oh my goodness. Okay. I think I'm going to marry Robbie. I think I would spooch Glenn. He's not bad looking. He's such a a dick. He's (laughs) a dick, but I mean, it's just a kiss. So, like, (laughs) there's nothing riding on it. And... uh, I would go with Sammy just because he weirds me out. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, okay. See, I'm gonna switch it. So I would, I would, I would marry Robbie, obviously, hopeless romantic, yeah. just like me. I would smooch Sammy because I think, like, I also just remember his character in Big Daddy, and like I said, one of my favorite abs. Iconic, yeah. Iconic. And then I would ghost Glenn because honestly, being an f boy is not cute. It is not. I'm not even cute enough to kiss <laughs> for me. I'm like, nope, mm, not attracted to you at all whatsoever. <laughs> okay, I do want to switch Sammy out with Billy Idol though. So if we were playing Mary Switch goes with Robbie Glenn and Billy Idol. Who would you? I think I would. I might marry Billy Idol. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah. And then I switch Robbie and then I'd ghost Glenn. You know, Billy Idol has never been married. Fun fact. So, you know, oh maybe God. you could change his mind. <laughs> you know, he might be a little out of my age range, <laughs> but just a tad. He is 66. Yes, he is 66. So you are right. Like, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I would. Okay, so I, I'd still marry Robbie. I would smooch Billy Idol and I would ghost Glenn. <laughs> All right, guys, before we wrap it up, we always love to just bring in a pop culture moment. And Mercedes is your pop culture girl. She has all the facts for you. So tell me what you got. <laughs> yeah, so this is actually a bit random, but... In recent years, there's been the resurgence of the mullet. I think ah. since the pandemic started and a lot of men started growing their hair out, you'll see them a lot. I, I know like when I was living in New York, I saw them a lot <laughs> and I was like, oh, goodness. And I noticed that the bassist from Five Seconds of Summer, Callum Hood, currently has the same exact haircut as Robbie, <laughs> which is so funny because in this movie, like they're really making fun of like the kitschy 80s setting. Like it's so elevated and it's mm. used as like a comic relief. All of their costumes are just so gaudy. And like even like the hair, everything besides Julia, she's very, she's very toned down. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, like so it's so funny that we can see this cringy trend from the past resurface into something like cool and edgy again yeah and i don't know i just love the trend cycle i love when stuff like that happens and it's a little jarring to people <laughs> <laughs> i will say julia's sister all of her outfits i live for them so people you know how you always get that prompt of like if you could go back in time what time period would you go to as a black person there aren't a lot of time periods i could pick but i always pick for the real. 80s like i'd love to be a teenager in the 80s because i would have molly ringwald on my wall i say this all the time uh, Roblo yeah. would be my heartthrob and just those outfits are everything so oh, Julia's Rob sister's Lo. outfits are are iconic in here also their house their pink and purple house that's yeah. my dream that's my dream <laughs> yeah like catch me in that house in like 10 years <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest also Linda Robbie's ex if any Real Housewives of Salt Lake City fans are out there she looks like she could be like a young Meredith Marks huh. and Kendra doesn't know who I'm talking about I don't know but- <laughs> 
but that's okay. <laughs> they do look re- weirdly similar. Interesting. So, okay, do you remember the kid at the bar mitzvah who got rejected by that girl and he was like sitting down yeah. all sad and then Julia Diaz was in later? So that kid is the same is the same actor who played Bruce Bogtrotter in Matilda. And his, He's the yeah, cake boy. The cake boy. So his name is Jimmy Cars. And I looked him up. He is so freaking cute now. I was oh, not really? expecting that. Yeah. Oh my he's gosh, like, I have to Google him after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google him. So he like, I don't know if he's currently a medical student or if he was a medical student. He's like, he like does medicine now. So like, nice. he's smart. And uh, he still has all he's of those freckles. Nice. And I'm kind of a sucker for freckles. I really am. I think they're so adorable. They're so and, cool. I've never yeah. had freckles. I've always been so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Obviously, wouldn't want them. I think I'd look weird. Uh, but I, I admire them on other people. But he still has all those freckles. And he's very cute. So, Jimmy Cars, if you are listening to this, uh, feel free to slide to my DMs. Okay. I, I looked him up. You know? Um, <laughs> Not impressed. Yeah. Go for it, Kendra. <laughs> he just looks so different. From what he he definitely leveled up. I will say that. But also, he was a child here. So, any child's goofy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, if you're anything like me and obsessed with the Grow Old With You song, it's definitely one of my favorite original songs in a movie that's not like a, a, not a traditional musical, but a music movie. It's definitely one of my favorite originals. And it's on Spotify. And also this recording of it on Spotify features Billy Idol's intercom moment. Oh. So the beginning, it starts with that. And I have it on my 13 plus hour rom- um, love song playlist. It's called Twirl With Me. <laughs> and I love it so much. So it's definitely on there. Wait, okay. Do you, is that playlist like you actually dance by yourself? Because can I tell you, Mercedes, anytime I'm in a romantic space when I go and travel, I will romanticize my life and pretend that I'm in a rom-com. So for example, when I went to Estonia, I went to like the parliament. They have these beautiful gardens around their building. Ooh. And it was like, it was like six o'clock and no one was out. And so I decided to just like walk through and it was Christmas. The whole field was lit up with Christmas lights. And I just started dancing by myself and it was really cute. And I'm like, does anyone else do that? <laughs> I, I call it twirl with me because I think twirl is like the loveliest verb. I think it's just so pretty. So yeah, so it's just a bunch of love songs and I listen to it all the time. Basically like a rom-com playlist. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, listeners, you have to tell us, do you have a rom-com playlist? Have you seen The Wedding Singer? Who's your favorite character? Make sure to slide into our DMs, at MeCute. As always, I'm Kendra. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok, at Ken10Hollywood. Yes, and I've been Mercedes. You can find me at MercedesGV11 on Twitter, IG, and TikTok. And if you're looking for new rom-coms, follow MeCute wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow MeCute on socials everywhere. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week.